is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Car accident. Lisa was not a car accident. That's Dear Lord, that was the worst. I, I wa- I'm really intrigued to listen to the last episode as I <laughs> edit it and just hear my adrenaline brain. Uh huh. And how crazy it is. That was the worst. Yeah, it was the worst. But um, what was I saying? I just don't understand. We do this thing. We're really Christians are just really weird. We make children act out Bible stories. There's so much sexuality in Bible <laughs> stories, and we make our children enact them. And I just feel very strange about that. Okay. It's not wrong. I just, like, we just, like, we treat the Bible like it's full of innocence, and it's rife with, like, murder and weird sex. Okay, and have like I ever shown you? I have um, the Lego Bible. What does have that mean? Oh, my gosh. Is it? Oh, it's down. Is it made of Legos? No. So it's a book, but and it's, like. It's written out like a cartoon, like a comic book. Oh, like a graphic novel. Uh-huh. But it's Legos acting out the different stories of the Bible. And but I, when I bought it, and it, I have the Old Testament. I have so many complicated feelings about it's that. I'm not against it. It's so funny. And I bought it. I was like, my kindergartners at church are going to love this. And then I was reading the reviews, and the reviews are parents who are like, but there's blood in this. And you're like, yeah, because there are a lot of wars in the Bible. Like, they're, like it's not designed for They're kids. early peop- tribal people groups. They're yeah. all going to kill each other. It's so, it's down, it's so funny i've like i haven't like read through the whole thing on each of them but i've i've glanced through it and it's funny i've showed it to a couple i definitely want to three four podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock podcast we're making a podcast about 30 rock Calling it Talk 30 to me, it is great. Hey guys, it's Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 Rock to Me. Ooh, I don't even want to re-say it because you said it so beautifully. But you have to re-say it. Talk 30 Rock to Me. There we go. I don't think think the episode can actually start if we don't like say it in two different ways in the moment. Your phone screen makes me so sad. I know, it's still broken. I keep being like, I'm going to fix it. And then I'm like, when? But there are other things to do. Well, because I have to get my car fixed now. Yes, Because I'm just an idiot. I break everything. <laughs> Look out, world. If you show, I'm not even going to say something, though, because I don't want that to happen. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Where was this going? I want body parts to stay intact. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm whole at the moment. So that's fine. That's Amen. what matters. But my phone, my phone's seen. One of the worst part, do you know how this happened? Did no. I tell you this? I don't remember. I was wearing overalls at Disneyland, and I put it in my front pocket, and then I bent over, and it fell out, and went... Pfft. It's like the stupidest there story. There are so many things I can say about That's like that. the stupidest story. The worst part is my friend was like, you shouldn't keep your phone there. It's going to break. And I'm like, I know. I like grab it when I bend over. And then I, 10 minutes later, oh I did it. And then I like tried to hide it from him for about an hour. And then he's like, what happened to your phone? And I was like, I put it in my phone pocket. <laughs> and then I broke it. <laughs> and he was just like, I told you. It was oh so embarrassing. My Thanks, Griff. Appreciate it. it. You I were right. It. So anyway, um, this is our first episode after recording at Comic-Con. But you guys won't hear that episode until next week, probably. Anyways. We're oh, my gosh. it was We had so much fun. We had. Predictions. S- prediction times. Stanley we became okay, a surprise guest on our woo! podcast. Woo! That's he what I'm hoping for. He was for. so sweet and old. He just shows up and pretends to be Hugh Hefner like he does in the Iron <laughs> Man movies. Was it more than 100 degrees? Oh, it says 109 for uh, the weekend. So oh my it's gosh. Palm Springs. We're going to die. I know. I haven't looked at what the weather was going to I'm, be I'm like. going to just be naked on stage because it's so, it's so hot. <laughs> 
Girl, this is my cosplay. <laughs> but it's a podcast that no one will see. It's great. <laughs> Just the people in the room with us. <laughs> and we were never invited anywhere again. Damn it, Katie, Except for the nudism? nudist convention. <laughs> Ooh, live show at the nudist convention. At the nudist? Is that your new place you're going to work the at? The nudist. I know. Now I'm at the nerdist. I'm going for the nudist. Yeah. That's a good joke, Kelsey. Well <laughs> Thank done. You. Um, Thank you. Other predictions. Um, I drink a margarita. Ooh, we can make that happen. We can for sure make that happen. What else is going to happen? Um, I'm going to accidentally, tr- I'm going to try to make a joke with someone who's nerdy and they're going to look at me like I'm weird. That happens every time I'm at a Comic-Con. <laughs> I do that to you most of the time anyway. It's normal. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of what else happens at Comic-Cons. I don't know. I see a Princess Leia. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. What's the costume we think we'll see the most? Oh, oh it's always Princess Leia. Yeah. Slave, slave Princess Leia. Come on, guys. Do you think there's going to be old, on. old people at this convention? Uh, sometimes there are, yeah. What is your definition of old? Well, because Cause sometimes a, in these settings, I like, say 40s old is because old. it's in Palm Springs. Oh, that makes sense. That's what I'm trying to think of. This is like all the like the 65 plus are like, yes, this is our convention. And they like pull out their like old school, like, I don't know, Indiana oh my gosh. Jones or something. Old slave layers. Old, old lady slave layers. Dude, like, take <laughs> it, lady. It. Like, get it. So I'm like the little Har- the Harrison Fords next to them. And mm, I'm really into this. It's going to be a great. That's like, weird. They I can be like R2D2 in their wheel cho- chairs. Oh, that's super. That's, too, that's so cute. More like, like BB-8, BB-8, I guess. Yeah, That'd I be like, better. It feels a little more BB-8 because the circles. Totally. Still, this is going to be great. It's going to be a great Comic-Con. I'm Thank excited. you so much to everyone who came. We saw all of you there. We all hung out afterwards. It was great. Uh, we all cried at a bar together. It was oh, beautiful. Man, so I will never forget those moments. Those, those That was magical. That <laughs> was, was super. This, this weekend was magical. So Also, in other news, which has nothing, we talked about this months ago, just for the record. From the, uh, the day we were recording this, my 10-year high school reunion is tonight. Yeah, so you're going to have so much fun. Michelle and I are going to be there. We played this game of, are you going? If you go, I'll go. And so we're like, well, I guess we're going. But I have a heart out. At 8.30, so. <laughs> Why do you have a heart out at 8.30? <laughs> because it's someone's birthday. Oh, so we were like, it. let's go do this. Um, like, all right. heart out. I uh, mean, I'll be Quick, quick reunion. Friends. Yes, it'll be great. Um, Anyways, so if you just are a little, the fun little housekeeping plugging corner sort of thing. Woohoo. If you buy stuff on Amazon, we would love for you to use our link. Go to boardwalkaudio.com slash talk30rock to me. Click on support our artists. It'll take you on over to our uh, what is that called? Our Amazon portal, and you mm-hmm. can buy stuff on there. Kimmy, did you buy anything? This um, week? Well, my air mattress never arrived. It got oh lost in transit, no. so they sent me a new one. I haven't actually checked. You should talk about your. I'm going to see if my air mattress is going to get here because I need somewhere for people to sleep when they stay with me. Totally. This is very important. So, what I bought this week, I bought two really, ex- well, kind of four exciting things that turned into two exciting things. The first exciting thing was that I bought a new hair wand because I lost my hair wand when I moved. This and it's pink deal. and it's sitting on the counter, and I'm super excited. I saw that when I walked in. I haven't, like, used it yet. I'm super excited when you leave. I'm doing that. So, and then the other thing I bought, so there was this like weird fluke that happened on Amazon yesterday where you could buy an Amazon Echo Dot and you like put it in your cart for 50 bucks and then it applied a credit or a promo and it was free and so my coworkers and i all did that and i did that for three of them and then amazon caught on to what happened and so everybody else's orders were canceled except mine is out for delivery right now two of them were canceled one of them's out for delivery maybe it'll show up while we're recording and i'm super excited that somehow that works so thanks amazon alexa thanks for the savings you're welcome is that what she sounds like? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. You don't no, have one yet. I know. I was trying to think what my friends sound like. It's a girl. Maybe you can. My, like, my Siri is a British man. I wonder if you can make Alexa have other I accents. think you probably choose whatever you want. I hope so. self-service universe we live in. It's true. Mm-hmm. So Congratulations. W- Thank you. I'm super excited. My air mattress was delivered on Thursday. I just haven't checked the mail. So it's just downstairs. <laughs> it's just downstairs. <laughs> 
cool. If someone steals it, I'm on to you. <laughs> right. I know it's here. Yeah, but maybe they need it. They yeah. need a new bed and they couldn't afford a real mattress. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, we have an Audible thing that if you go to audibletrial.com slash talk 30 rocks me, you can buy an Amazon, uh, nope, an Audible book. Um, and it's pretty sweet. I haven't listened to any Audible books this week. Um, but I'm trying to think. Oh, I was just talking yesterday about Leah Remini's, um, what is her book called? Is that how you say it? Not Leah Remini? Yeah, Remini. Oh, good to know. Um, her book that, uh, it's not like, it's not unbroken. It's something, she's talking about Scientology and it is so stinking Tom good. Tom Cruise is crazy? Yes, it talks about her wedding, or his wedding with Katie Holmes and it's fantastic. Uh, Troublemaker I is what her book so name much. is. And it's so good, so everyone should go and buy and download that and Even talk to me about it. Even though we're talking about it, Tom, just, I need you to know how much I love you and Did I will see all of you? your movies. You look, you're like, Tom, Tom, I miss you. <laughs> I just like, I just never want it to be understood that I don't love and adore tom cruise like i love him i'll see any movie he's in even no, the I mummy i just haven't seen it yet oh i haven't seen the mummy either but anyway i know we're talking scientology is crazy but tom we love you yeah good this is a this well, podcast is a fan of you yeah we'll happily talk to you about other, other religious choices <laughs> stop trying to convert tom cruise sorry sorry be who you are tom be who you <laughs> tommy you're fine you're fine okay tommy this is getting weird kelsey <laughs> we're close we're best you don't friends. know what you're doing i don't i don't all right we ready to talk about this i think we should talk some 30 rock 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 30 so i here's the thing i was like walking in today and i'm like i know what we're gonna talk about we both are gonna have done this kelsey mm-hmm. you have not yet watched tina Fey's. uh now this is coming out it's been out for at least a week now a little more than a week the um no, when this comes out, this oh. video is going to have been out for a little more than oh, a week. Oh, yes, 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 yes. But yes. Tina Fey did an appearance on the uh, Thursday Night Weekend Update. And it's yes. amazing. <laughs> and I you haven't watched it. Why didn't you watch it yet? I just got Did you forget you have a podcast that's pretty much purely that's about Tina Fey? all about it. Sometimes I get really weird when people are like, watch this, watch this, watch this. Like, and you I know get that's that. I am. I, but, but also, have also every now and then that happens because you need to watch this. Know, so, I all know. right, we're going to pause because I just want to capture how you feel immediately after finishing this. So, yes. Oh, and this is regards to Charlottesville. Is what oh, it's her weekend update. Uh, her weekend update. So stay tuned. Pause. Okay, Kelsey, you just watched Tina Fey's appearance on Weekend Update. And I want to say this before we get started. I, w- I don't think we're going to go into the nitty-gritty okay. of all the Charlottesville stuff. I don't think this is the time or place or I the guess. venue. And so come find us at Comic-Con and pick our brains. But Because <laughs> we have things to say we that the world needs many to hear. Many thoughts. Um, no, but I. how did that make you feel? Because that made me feel things. I love her. She's so <laughs> great. I... I have a lot of feelings about Charlottesville that not everybody in my life agrees with, which is I've noticed on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is disappointing. And yeah, so that's hard. So I appreciate there's something, somebody who can read your mind that doesn't even know you. Something healing about, yeah. I think, what she did. That is, she is articulate and funny. Because th- th- there's a way... There's a way to talk about this super serious issue that people need to be talking about. And I mean, that's SNL does that constantly where they're they're going to hit something hard, but they're going to find a way to make you not realize that you're being lectured because they're going to throw some jokes in with it. But they're jokes that are that will make some people very mad. Oh, and the answer actually got really on all ends, got really mad at her after that. And I just want to be like. F them. I love no, this. I, I, I don't want to say F them. That's strong. But I loved this. It, this really helped me. Right. So she wasn't making fun of it. Like, uh, sh- because she knows it's serious. Like, she, it wasn't, it was a way to, because you're more, li- more likely to listen to something if you're laughing. 
That's very true. So there's much more to be said about this, and I there are uh, there's a lot of pain and whatnot that I think is super valid. I really want cake right now. I know. Doesn't that make you want sheet cake? <laughs> it totally does. Oh my does. gosh! Just that image of her stuffing her face. I think it's that moment where Michael Chase just like give me some of that cake. I know. That was just like oh <laughs> just my heart. He reaches over and grabs like a huge, and then she just grabs some and just like throws, throws it, it down on there. And then the grilled cheese. The grilled cheese, <laughs> mom. You're you're sounding crazy. And so <sighs> that's when you get a grilled cheese and you dip it in the sheet cake. The joke about about um, Hillary Clinton's emails ride, <laughs> driving the car and <laughs> then about how <laughs> that Trump would take down those statues if it meant he could put a new condo complex up there. Like, that was just so, accurate. so on point <laughs> and amazing. And I'll make sure we'll tweet out that link and it'll be in the description of the episode. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure sur- I would be surprised if people uh, most people probably have seen it. That went very yeah. viral. But watch it again. Um and I don't know. I just love the grace and the honesty and the truth she brings to that. While also, yeah, it's funny. I laughed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt better after. I think that was what that did is it, it just made me feel like hopeful. I'm like, look at how many smart, cool people are out there who want the world to be better. Right. The only thing that would have been a little bit, I think it would have been not, she was, I think it would have been, it probably would have gotten a more negative response from certain Republicans if she was dressed up as Sarah Palin when she did that. Oh my <laughs> gosh, too much, too much. No, and I want to be the first to say that I come from a p- privileged experience where I'm able to feel better after watching like mm-hmm. this, and I'm aware of that, but I just think there's something really valid to this video, and I appreciate what she has to say, and I appreciate the dialogue she creates, so even if you don't agree with how she's dealing with this, I feel like this is the, a good starting point for a conversation. Right. You should have feelings of some point, whether it's feelings of I guess agreeing or disagreeing or feelings of confusion. If you're confused, that means you should be talking to somebody. Yeah. Let's all just talk. But yeah. But we should talk about 30. No. <laughs> <laughs> and transitioning. 30 Rock. Um, no, I just love this video. It makes me happy. I think it's she's so such good. a gem. And uh, Colin, I like that bit where Colin Jost is like, well, I don't say. Like when she's like, and they say, and you say. And you, yeah. He's, he's like, like, oh, let's I don't. Make this real. Well, that's, I am very quick. I mean, we can transition off this topic real quick here. I'm like, I. Because there's the stereotype right now that all Christians feel a certain way about Donald Trump. And it's not the case. I think that there are some very vocal Christians that do. Uh, That's just kind of... We're just breaking down stereotypes left and right over here. Talk 30 Rock. You heard it here first. (laughs) And and it's not all... But there's that stereotype. And so I'm always very quickly... like One of um, my my former band director posted something on Facebook last week. And he was like, all right, all of you Christians, like you should be feeling this way about whatever. And he put Christians in quotation marks. And I told him that I appreciated those quotation marks. um, Because I appreciated that he knows that not all people that claim to be Christians feel the same way about this stuff. So good for him. Anyway, on to a lighter, sillier, less world. We're going to pop this bubble. (laughs) God, Tina Fey. Um, It's cool. Just find. I'll just be here in the corner weeping about how brilliant she is. Right. Oh, man. We talked about it at work for like 30 minutes, and she's like, she's so great. I had a conversation at work this week, several this week, mm-hmm. and not at work. and Everywhere on Facebook, yeah. I'd rather be having the conversations than not. That's fair. Okay, let's talk about 30 Rock. All right. We are talking today about season three, episode 10. No, 10 plus 5, 15. 15. Ooh, look at you doing math. <laughs> Real quick there. Um, and this is The Bubble, which the is why bubble. I made the joke about Tina popping the bubble because this is called Oh, I see. It was like a, it was like a transition joke. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're doing. I was trying. I was trying. I don't have notes, so you could take the lead. It's so my sorry. turn. I'm it's so all right. Sorry. You've seen the episodes. So I did. I watched them many. I've seen The Bubble many times. Totally. 
So this air date was March 19th, 2009. It's my um, sister's birthday. I, I was thinking I, that is March 19th and August 19th. I have so many people with birthdays, which I think is really entertaining. Uh, happy, uh, happy birthday, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> director was Trisha Brock, which this is her first 30 Rock episode. She does one more as director, and it's Mrs. Donaghy, which is a funny episode. Do you know what that episode is? I don't know things by name as well. Who was the, f- uh, I guess, the second Mrs. Donaghy? The accidental Mrs. Donaghy. Yes, yes. that one. All right. <laughs> I, I got there. I got there. Okay. Oh, she does ha. that episode in a couple seasons. <laughs> my husband. Oh, my God. That one's so good. Anyway, continue. Anyway, she also directed some episodes of Orange the New Black Girls, Silicon Valley, Walking Dead, Smash, Community, United States of Tara, Pushing Daisies, Gossip Girl, Breaking Bad, The L Word, Ugly Betty. Damn, she's tearing it Grey's up. Grey's Anatomy, and then the one other. Yeah, she's done a whole bunch. TV directors are really interesting. Like, that's such an interesting career. It is, I never realized before we really started doing this. I figured there were, like, four or five directors. Like, no, like, it's just kind of a, a mod podge. Hey, you want to do this episode? Cool, come on in. I like it. Um, and writer was... on the series. But yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Writer was Tina Fey. Yay! Um, oh, this episode's so good. <laughs> my recap is that Jenna's looking for a way to draw attention to herself. What? It's shocking. Tracy realizes he doesn't have to work. But that means that he loses Kenneth, and Liz decides to give Drew a dose of harsh reality. Oh, Drew. Poor Drew. I love his pediatrician, like, clothing. I love how he wears these ties. Like, he looks like a pediatrician. I love it. They do it. a very good job building him out with his wardrobe. That's all. Also, he's so handsome in those dopey, in that, with that dopey tie. I know, he is. He oh, the handsome. We love Drew. You know, the Disney execs, you uh, um, watched me and my swim team to base uh, Prince Eric. Prince Eric. Which, does Prince Eric swim much? No. Well, he does. He, like, dives into the water at the beginning. And then, or at the end, when the, uh, when one of the boats are on fire, he okay. Then up. that's it. that's what they based it on. That's based yeah. on him, <laughs> like John Ham. Just John have you seen young boat. photos of John Ham? Uh huh. With he's got that crop shirt on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's a the handsomeness at stake. I love it. So okay, so the first storyline we can talk about is uh, Jenna looking for ways to draw attention to herself. So Tracy's getting all of this attention, and so she wants to do something to bring the spotlight back to her because. That makes her world a better place. So she decides that she is going to cut her hair. Mm-hmm. As that's what we all do when we want attention, I it's guess, true. on things. Um, and so she is meeting with like her little group of people to talk about getting her. Who's on her, her entourage again? Remind me. Um, I'm trying to find my list. I did write it down. Um, there's somebody named Richard Esposito. Oh yeah, that's her like makeup guy. Who is the makeup guy in real life mm-hmm. for the show? Is he really? Yeah. I love that they were like, just get in front of the camera, Richard Esposito. Just pull him over. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> that voice. Oh right. <laughs> oh oh, but the scene. Sorry, this starts with like they're sitting in tree. Am I confused? I mean, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm not here to help. Especially you. if you read. Oh, oh, he's like. Oh, she's like. Especially if you read page six of my publicist's emails. <laughs> Also, why does the publicist have six pages in her email? Right. Also, unless you're printing the emails, you don't actually know what page it is on. It's a great joke. Uh. Also, because it's, it's a joke off page six of the New York Times, I think, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got that joke. Um, and Kenneth has the great line where he goes, you look just how I picture Mary Magdalene. <laughs> and then he ends up turning to Pete saying, you're what I think Judas looks like. <laughs> oh, I oh love it. that's so good. And then there's the line where she's like, and Tracy's face is everywhere. And Liz goes, 
Jenna, I already explained that was a police sketch of a flasher who we happened to who happened to look like Tracy. We hope. <laughs> 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 and it gives you the magazine article of who wore it better for Miss Piggy or Jenna. Well, as we saw on the fun cooker, it might not it might definitely be Yeah. Tracy. Here comes the fun cooker. Uh, it could very much be Tracy. Would you ever consider is a flasher your butt? No, I mean the flasher is very classic. The next step is But I'm just saying we're not too far off. Yeah, I it guess makes it very true. believable. Yeah, yeah, that that is a good point. It looked like Tracy. <laughs> we hope <laughs> that is such great comedic timing. Anyway, the yeah, the we hope at the end is good. So she's talking about how oh, like a woman's hair is her crowning glory, which I feel like I've heard that in something else, and I don't remember what it was. Um, but that line seems oh, oh. So then she's like, say words to describe me. Fading 80s, 1880s. <laughs> and she's so Who says happy, 1880s? Frank. That's it. Yeah. 80s. 1880s. Oh, this is a f- good Frank joke, too. Also, she doesn't look 1880s. No, whatever. she doesn't. Though she would actually look really good in an Edith Wharton like novel film. Okay. Have you ever read any Edith Wharton? No, but I know. Yeah, yeah. Do okay, cool. A lot of people don't actually, but like yeah. Age of Innocence, she kind of has the look that actually I take it back. She would work really well on one of those, like kind of novel, like a film version of one of those. Okay, I've been meaning to watch. Julian uh, Julian Anderson is in one of them, and I've been wanting to watch it. And House of Mirth, House of this Mirth. This is a whole other trail. <laughs> this just took me down, but I really want to watch Ruby Lily and House of Mirth. It's a great novel. Anyway, continue. No, uh, so then she is going on what like the Today Show or whatever to cut her hair. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> she's explaining, oh, she, oh, you're donating your hair to Locks of Love. No, my hair is too processed. She's donating it to Merkins of Hope. Merkins Do you know what that hope. is? No, but the word Merkin is a terrifying word. It is because, okay, a Merkin is an artificial covering of hair for the pubic area. No. Is that gross? No. <laughs> so is that what her hair is getting used for? <laughs> so gross. Oh my gosh. No, Jenna. Yeah. So that that's because if you see Meredith Vieira's face when she says that, it's oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How did I not know that? Yeah, I looked it up unless I found some weird side that's but that's what it said, and I went, that makes a lot of sense, actually, I think. Hmm. <laughs> um, and also, Jenna looks really cute with short hair. Like when it comes down to it, because she, she always has great short hair in the show, right? Oh, so so they they cut uh, Richard Esposito cuts like the first little chunk of hair out as Meredith is saying, "Well, what do you think about Tracy not coming back to TGS?" And she's like, "What? what? No, stop, stop, stop! Come in here. We can fix this." <laughs> like you her like can't. running around with clumps of it in her hands. It's so sad. Oh, oh man. But Jenna's just sad. Yeah. Have you ever cried from a haircut? No, almost once, and then it ended up being a great haircut. I said to grow. Really? I just had to get used to it. Oh, I've cried once, and then oh, I can't remember if I cried with the last. The last time I got my haircut, I was upset for about seven weeks about it. I remember that one so actually. Bad. Yeah, so you were bad. pretty frustrated, but it's hard to do your hair wrong though. You've got great hair. That's what the lady said to me at the store too when I was upset, and I was like, I know. <laughs> She's like, it looks good. I'm like, it looks good because my hair looks good, but it's not what I wanted. <laughs> like, oh. I was boo. I'm a I'm a hair snob. That's fair. That's fair. Now. But fine. her just like weird ploys. I, I don't know at fame and attention. I, just Jenna. I have yes. nothing to say about this. There's just nothing Jenna. new. She's just ridiculous in this episode. And it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Next up. Next storyline we can talk about is Tracy. So there so what jack is all excited that he it's time to renegotiate the contract and 
we've we've seen this before. Jack loves this. He doesn't do very well with no, this one doesn't. though. Like the last one, he was like the shark, and he knew what he was doing. And this one, it was just like, what are you doing? Because this Donaghy? is about people this time. It's not a, Jack can do money. He can, but it's it's the people side of it that it's just it's difficult for him. So they're having their little oh okay. So this is the BFF bracelets. So Jack and Tracy have bracelets say BFF on it. Best friends uh, forever, but that's not what it means. That's not what it means. Have you thought about what that means? No. You haven't thought about it at all. I, I can't. I'm not good with things like this. <laughs> I don't do negative space with words well. Do you think you know what it means? Well, so I looked it up to see what other people thought it meant, and the general consens- consensus was that it stands for butt effing friends. So that's gross. But that can't be what it is with them because, right? I think it's like that thing. I can't remember what they call it when, like, like two guys have slept with the same girl. Oh. I think that's what it's like. Eskimo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eskimo brothers, right? Is Ugh. that what they call it? Gross. It's such a gross term. Yeah. I regret even saying it on this podcast. Uh, yeah. Well, that, that's a th- no judgment, but that's gross. Yeah, the whole thing is gross. That's so funny, though. They, like, share that together. BFF. That's what we got bracelets for. I've also heard that the last F stands for festival instead, which is a whole other gross thing, too. Uh. <laughs> um, but I just love that he's like, yeah, we don't need to worry about Tracy money because Tracy invested all of his money in a, in a company that dismantles bank signs. They're doing <laughs> very well. <laughs> oh, I forgot that's when all uh-huh. Mutuals and all oh, that stuff. This that's is so, so nice. great. Such a great joke. That's I love so it. So funny. Oh my goodness. Um, so, but I'm adding so little. I just just keep telling me what happens, and I'll be like, I remember that, and then I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> I, like I have stuff later works. in, but um, so okay. So Tracy doesn't realize that you have so much money, so you don't need to work. And he's like, Oh, you're right. Goodbye. And Grizz.com are like behind him, like Jack, don't say it, don't say it. And he just legit didn't put it together that he doesn't need to work anymore and yeah, so i just i don't get it i just don't get why i guess i guess the whole thing of like doesn't he realize how much money he has but i just don't get why jack is so stupid <laughs> yeah that why is, is jack <laughs> so stupid eh, whatever it makes for the plot it's fine i'm not gonna be that person but it just bothers me we get another great though like where grizz is trying to ex- or dot com is trying to explain like well, he didn't get it because Tracy's a tactile kinesthetic learning style. And Jack's just, dot com, so help me God. <laughs> like, they hate how smart dot com is, and it's so sad. They put him down. <laughs> Poor dot com gets put down so much. It's really interesting, kind of like, we don't get really specific character stuff all the time with Grizz and dot com, but mm-hmm. we do get a real feel for them, where dot com is kind of this educated, almost a little bit of a know-it-all, but really speaks truth, well, and no one takes him seriously. And we learn some stuff about Grizz in the next episode, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just so, I never caught that before, and I'm super excited to talk about that. Um, and I wrote, like, why does Jack hate dot com? Although, I was um, using my text to speak, and so it just like hate.com, <laughs> like period. Hey, <laughs> what does that take you to? I, Let's not I don't, see it. Not right. Was that a Nazi joke? No. Oh. Because you're like, what does that take you to? Let's what? not see it. No. I thought I legit thought that I was I waiting for I'm you that to clever. laugh. I was just trying that to was be funny. like, I don't want to see that. Because earlier Jack ends up saying, like, oh, you need to be the smartest person in the room, you know, in a couple of like a while ago. He says that. And I just I poor dot com. We shouldn't put dot com. Dot com has it down really it has it really hard. So yeah. he's a wonderful person. Yes, totally. 
Um, okay, so Tracy left, and he actually left his lizard, which was very surprising to me. Because What's the lizard's name again? Uh, Terrence? Toy? It's something, because we later, what is the, oh, I don't remember what the lizard, you're going to ask Siri. Siri, what is the name of Tracy Jordan? Oh, no, I turned it off. Hold on. I hit the wrong button. Come on. See, I did the thing you told me to do. Which I'm is so proud of you. <laughs> Siri, what is the name of Tracy uh, Jordan's lizard? Here's what I found on the web for what is the name of Tracy, my Jordan's lizard. My Jordan's? <laughs> my Jordan. Oh, I forgot his middle name was Ogbert. That's so great. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It doesn't tell me. Oh. Tracy Jordan, last name, Tracy Jordan family, my heritage. Hmm. We'll get to it. It's like t- it's like Terrence or it's something. A, it's, it's, a, it's a person name. Yeah, it's like a human much. name. Yeah. Not a lizard. Na- what is a lizard <laughs> name, though, really? Scaly? Scaly. I don't have a good lizard. one. That's something like a, a six-year-old boy would name his lizard. Like, you know, that's a good name for a exactly. lizard. Scaly. Okay, so we get, like, this popped up um, several, like, a year ago, I guess, when all the Cosby stuff popped up, that we get that horrifying line, I guess. that. So they just Oh, that Bill Cosby? Yes. First of all, who is that guy? He's amazing. Okay, yeah. So they're trying, so he's fine. Jack is still trying to figure out, like, how do we get Tracy back? How do we get Tracy back? So he decides to call in somebody who can do a Cosby impression so to be like, I'm your childhood whatever. And the guy comes in and he's, Tracy, I'm the guy with the sweaters and the jello and the thing. Oh, that's Godfrey. Okay. I've seen this guy and stuff. Uh, he looked familiar. I don't know what it was from. Um, and Tracy, he's, oh, he's janitor Derek in Zoolander. Oh. Remember when they like go undercover and um, Owen Wilson's character is like an older Hispanic man, and oh, uh, Derek right. Zoolander is like an African American man that's janitor. Right. Okay. That's Godfrey. I knew I'd seen this guy. <laughs> I gotta see what else he's been in. Um, so he ends up yelling at Bill Cosby like this is not the person you want to try and get Tracy to do something but he ends up yelling Bill Cosby you got a lot of nerve getting on the phone with me after you did my Aunt Paulette 1971 Cincinnati uh, he was the co- she was the cocktail waitress with the droopy eye like that like, oh yeah. it's such a bummer yeah. but it's because here's the thing they make that joke because people in comedy knew for so long yep. everyone know i'd even heard jokes about it i remember i just think no one took it very seriously and honestly without saying much there are other comedians in the community that oh, people totally. know about um now that it hasn't broken and i'm i just it probably will at some point and that'll be a shame uh well no not uh, you know what i mean yeah yeah it's a sh- the whole thing is a shame because people make dumb decisions but all that to say everyone knew but like it just wasn't widely accepted or believed mm-hmm. so that's why this book and, and i think li- i think tina fey has been making bill cosby yeah. jokes for a long time oh, yeah, yeah that when when all the um cosby stuff broke that all, all those popped up they were like oh tina fey is known like had all the lines from different things yeah so she's been fighting that one for a while but yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. <sighs> it's so heartbreaking. They don't show the Cosby show anymore, which is, mm. I get it. It's such a but bummer. Cause but it was it's such an incredible a, yeah, show. Totally. I always get those John Mulaney jokes. Have you heard that one where he's like, I'm not useful, but if you need someone in who uh, who knows everything about the Cosby show, <laughs> uh, which is so funny to me. I like that. I do know everything about the Cosby show. Um, Tracy has a funny as a heck line, though, that when he's still yelling at Bill Cosby, quote bill cosby he goes he goes dr heathcliff huxtable with your light ass kids 
I just think it's really funny. That is really funny. And then there's a line that happens right after that. And I didn't write what the whole line is, but it references Billy D. Williams. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I do know who Billy D. Williams yeah. is. That's Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, no, it's because Jack does a really ridiculous oh, Billy what D. Is. Williams right. yeah. impression. It's Billy D. Williams. Just insane. But Billy D. Williams is dope. Yeah. Uh, which isn't Donald Glover the new Lando Calrissian? I know it all comes full circle, doesn't it? Now I'm we have so Donald excited. Glover, who was writing on Thirty Rock at this point, mm-hmm. is now the new Lando in the new movie, which has had so much drama. Really? Have you not heard all the stuff uh-uh. that's happening with this? Okay, let me take you on a journey tell right me, now. Me. No, basically it's been dr- they were, uh, it's being directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Okay. Yes, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, those two people who did like uh, the Lego Movie. They did the um, 22, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. Okay. Comedy directors. Amazing. Yeah. Um, th- what else did they do? Now I want to know. Um, Phil Lord. Let's see what I can get to. Yeah, here we go. What else did they do? They also do the um, mm, uh, Last Man on Earth show. They're uh, incredible. So they were okay. directing this film. See, now I'm just really curious what else they've made. Because I, I think they did a lot of TV as well. That's what it was. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That's uh, what I first saw. And that is a highly underrated film. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs is very funny. Anyway, so they got pulled on because they're great comedy directors. Come do the new Han Solo movie. They do great. And 21 and 22 Jump Street have great action sequences, mm-hmm. too. So obviously they can handle action. They can do this. Totally. Um, so they're doing it. And they ha- they're literally about three weeks out from the end of production. And Lucasfilm fires them. What? Lucasfilm fired them. Um, they just creative differences with Kathleen Kennedy, and particularly Irving Kir- Irving Kirshner, the writer. That close to the end. So, like, will it, won't the movie still have to have their name on it? Yes, to an extent. How much? You don't know. Do they just get more money and less credit? Do they just get uh, the credit but less money? Interesting. That's a, that's a whole thing that's ha- probably happening right that's now. That's crazy. Ron Howard is now finishing it. Oh. They brought on Ron Howard. This is so fun. Can we just that do a podcast where I get to tell you movie news? <laughs> Seriously. This is fun that's for me. That is... That it I was this I mean whole thing, dang. and it was really split because basically the rumor, the word on the street, is that um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller use a very uh, improvisational style. Okay, and they like to do a lot of like improv and doing that, but it was kind of would take it would change it would change the script. Yeah, yeah that yeah. I want to. Hey, it might not be Irving Kirshner. Irving Kirshner. That's probably not the wrong the cr- wrong name. Maybe it's the right name. I don't know. The script. The author who was someone who wrote. He wrote Empire Strikes Back. He wrote okay. Help with Force Awakens. Is he they like, didn't like it. He's like he's old school Hollywood. Was well, he like like Amy Sherman Palladino where it's like, I'm writing exactly what you were saying. Yeah, you're it's a little say. bit of that. Okay. It's a little bit. He's old school Hollywood. Like the, uh, I believe. Now I got to look up his name. But I believe he's like in his late 80s and him and his son wrote this movie. Oh, crazy. And it's been a whole thing. So let me look it up to know. Let's do filmography upcoming projects. I want to know this name now because I feel like an idiot. I'm not even seeing it here. Whatever. Um, th- he's like old school Hollywood. He's a huge okay. part of Star Wars. And so canon's really important. And the thing is, the Star Wars, this is a whole other conversation. But st- you know what? Liz Lemon would want to talk about this. So oh, I'm going to talk about this. Totally. Star Wars canon used to function very differently. Where basically, because there's so many Star Wars novels and yeah, properties. Yeah, yeah. It used to be you would go to George Lucas. If you were able to get in the door and they were interested in working with you, you would pitch your idea and George would be like, yeah, that stands. And it's canon. All of a sudden, it's canon. Okay. So the universe was sprawling. You know, it's so funny. We, we all wait, we're so hard on George Lucas. I'm in this weird place where we're all really hard on George Lucas. But in the past couple of years, I've been thinking a lot about why we criticized him. And I've kind of gone back on a lot of it. I actually think there's a lot of validity to what he's done. Okay. The Star Wars prequels are not great movies. No. But they're interesting movies. And there's things happening there that are worth talking about. 
Um, and I think particularly, I have other feelings on Force Awakens. We will not go into them here. <laughs> All of this to say, the canon used to function very free. He had this kind of weird, like, build it together world of Star Wars that was okay. this really that just because he wasn't one who thing. wrote it, he could be like, yeah, that's part of it. He would say it's canon, but he didn't have a very strict like this is the way. He just knew how the whole world worked, and he let other people contribute to it very heavily. Huh. So all this canon was established, and then. He sold Lucasfilm oh, and yeah. Kathleen Kennedy's church, who's a very interesting woman who I have other feelings about, who, God bless her, she's this powerhouse in the industry, um, who I respect and has made some choices that I don't agree with, but whatever. Now the canon functions really differently where they have very intensive control on Star Wars canon, mm. and it's changing how the universe works. Okay. And that's not necessarily bad. It's just interesting to watch. Yeah. That's all. Interesting. That's how I feel about all of this. So do you think like the I find this more interesting. The bubble's great and we're going to get into it, but I find this more interesting. No, that's <laughs> super interesting. So bringing Ron Howard in, do you think there was a meeting that was like, look, like you're taking this over? Ron Howard's a more classical style director. I mean, oh, he's been doing so this for a long time, so he's going to go probably much more with the script and they're going to fix some things and change some stuff that was being done. Yeah. I also heard some stuff about like um, acting choices um, with... Oh man, my brain is broken. I don't know anyone's <laughs> name. Like acting choices that are being made, and they wanted okay. Ron to work with him. I think Ron's more of an actor's director because oh, yeah, Ron yeah. was an actor. Right. <laughs> He's got um, some and this is nothing that I'm a huge Phil Lord and Chris Miller fans. I think Twenty Two Jump Street is one of the best sequels I've ever seen. Okay. I think Cloudy with, Cloud with a Chance of Meatballs is one of the funniest cartoons. <laughs> it's the most warm-hearted. Bill Hader, and it's um, yeah. and it's Anna. Isn't it Reese? It's Anna. Uh, what's her face? I don't know anyone's name. Oh, Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris. Why is everyone's name slipping my brain? It's Anna Ferris, <laughs> and it's um, it's incredible. And then the Lego Movie stands for itself. It's a beautiful movie. Hmm. I did choose the word beautiful, and I stand by it. We got so far <laughs> off. It's fine. Again, I just feel like I hope everyone sees this as like an artistic movement of me channeling how Liz Lemon would feel about these things. Oh, one hundred percent. So that's why we're talking about this. But that's and I might be wrong. I'm not a Star Wars specialist. I just really am intrigued with how world building functions. Yeah. Um, to quote that great line in uh. That great line in La La Land where he's like, I'm really into world building. Um, <laughs> funniest line in that movie. So I just find it very interesting. And this was a really dramatic thing. Like it was that thing that everyone talked about. Uh, my friends, we talked about for two days when Phil Lord and Chris Miller were let go from the Han Solo movie, which has Donald Glover. So this mm. relates to 30 Rock. Well, came right back around. Anyway, yeah. so that's what happened. I like that. That's crazy. Did you feel like you learned? I know. I totally <laughs> did. That's interesting. All right. Well, hey, let's like get that. on to this. I want to No, that was great. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Uh, I can't remember where we were at now. We no, were talking about Lando we Calrissian. It it's the Tracy Morgan Tracy storyline. Story Thank you very Tracy much. Tracy Jordan storyline. Yes. Damn it. So Tracy decides that he doesn't need to work anymore, and so he turns his living room into a Fat studio. neck girl, let me count your neck rings. I'm thirsty. <laughs> I'm sharp. Do it again. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. That was sharp. Oh, my gosh. He's so funny. Oh, it's just such a great line. So I love, though, when Tracy Jordan's kids show up and they're like, are you trying to turn me into a stereotype? My father doesn't work now. Like, I just think it's, <laughs> oh, man. They just like That tell kid him. is so funny. I wonder what he's doing now. He was a Disney Channel he, star for so long. Well, I look at one of the kids doesn't do anything. And the other one. Uh, he was the one that speaks more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a couple of things, but they're only in like six episodes total, or something like that. They're not, not in a lot, lot of episodes because again, this kid was uh, that kid, while he was doing this, I believe he was on Hannah Montana. Yeah, I. He was like one of the friends on Hannah Montana. I totally Tracy Junior. I think. Yeah, I thought I wrote one of their name their names down. It, I, I just had his IMDb up actually before I went on my uh, Phil Lord rant, <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what everyone's. Aldrin Ehrlich is what I was trying to say earlier. Oh, by the there way. you go. But he um. 
that kid is he was on Hannah Montana forever. He became a recurring character on it. I don't know why I know that. You know, I didn't watch thing. it when it was on. So I was young, okay? <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. So we get some of these funny so they're like, Okay, well Tracy clearly needs to come back to work, but he doesn't need the money. And so we realize that Tracy is still relying on Kenneth for everything because Jack really quickly goes, how is he surviving without you? He's like, oh, I'm still doing stuff for him. And so Jack says, all right, well, you can't do that for him. And so the phone rings and this is Cranston because Kenneth doesn't want to say Kenneth. And did you love the craziness of that? Yes. And that's so funny. Now, they might have been doing that Dan Harmon-esque thing where forever they knew who they wanted because his mother's, my mother, um, my mother's friend Ron, yes. right, is like this running character. He's already been saying things about well, he doesn't like Ron. Yeah, well, and he makes a joke that he knows Tracy like the back of his stepfather Ron's hand. <laughs> um, but yeah. it's so funny. I wonder <laughs> if they knew the entire time. I mean, I think we could say it right now that they wanted Brian Cranston, who will officially who will be playing up, Ron. Yeah. Um, so that joke is so funny that it's he says Cranston. So great. Yeah. That not. Yeah. I. I, I don't. When would the Breaking Bad start? Breaking Bad's on at this point. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Because yeah, I can't remember when Breaking Bad was We're on. We're like not on our facts today. No. There's a lot of IMDb breaks. But that's why I have the app downloaded. That's fair. Me too. Um, but I just really think that's a weird little thing. But maybe, again, Dan Harmon knew the entire time he was making, um, not 30 Rock, Community, that he really <laughs> wanted, um, oh my gosh. Uh, who am I thinking of? Why am I LeVar not? LeVar Burton. No, he didn't want LeVar Burton. Who was going to play Jeff's dad? Bill Murray. Uh, I got there. I got but there. He, but that didn't happen. No, because cause he wasn't on the show when they brought in the yeah, dad. Yeah. But that, that was But that's plan. what he was going to do for the entire time. And that was when Bill Murray used to have that number you could call. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. Okay, so because Ron doesn't show up until 2012 on 30 Rock. And then Breaking, Breaking Bad. Let me guess. Can I guess when that came out? Yeah. I think it was 2009. Is that what Damn it, but I was so close. You were very close. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he comes in at the end of, and this of the show. This, and this episode was 09. So he comes in three. Yeah, so maybe three they did later. know. Maybe they knew what they wanted, you maybe. know? Oh, I forgot that. Um, he shows up on How I Met Your Mother for three episodes in the midst of Breaking Bad. I forgot about that. He Oh, well, because he, he was the boss. He was the architect. Yeah. yeah. The Hammond Brothers. I just feel like we should be talking much more about his work on uh, Malcolm in the Middle. And we never talk about his work on Malcolm We did when we... Um, Had Scott. Yes, you're we right. Because this, is my, this is my bone to pick with the world is why are we talking about Breaking Bad when his Malcolm in the Middle work was just as impressive in my mind? I th- Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Kelsey does because not have anything to add. Because see, I think it's, all, it's you naturally talk about the person's movie show when they're the lead and not like Malcolm was the lead of that show. You know what I mean? Like, where is Frankie Muniz now? Yeah, I don't even know what he's up to. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. I think he's doing race cars somewhere. Oh... Wasn't that a movie he was in? Yeah, I think that's where it started. Oh, how funny. And he dated Hilary Duff. That's all I know. <laughs> good Lord. Okay, we are taking We're a having a day. We are. Let's it's, wrap this it's one up. It's a lazy Saturday. So, Tracy, so Cranston, Cranston, where's Cranston? And Tracy is just so sad because he can't get a hold of Kenneth and he's not here, but I'm sure wherever he is, he loves you very much. Oh, my God, the relationship's so unhealthy. Uh, right. Who's it's in so charge beautiful. of my thirst? Cranston, why are you crying? Like <laughs> it's just that shot. I know not seeing him, just Cranston. Why are you crying? It's so funny. Oh, it's just oh my goodness. And then finally, Tracy shows up, and he's like, "Where's Ken? Or didn't you get my message?" He's like, "Yes, I got them." And Tracy like grabs the flowers and the tissues and starts walking away, and he can't do it. And I guess I'm only farm strong and not heart strong, Mister Donaghy. 
<laughs> I wrote poor K. Tracy loves K. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's mm. just it's so sad, but I'm but glad. But then Tracy ends up staying. Yes. So that's it all wins. That it all comes back to normal. He stays because Kenneth otherwise would lose his job. That is true. Yeah, that that's what the Okay, like they really do like each other like that. Oh he no, he cares about Ken. He's I super love it. That's what's fun about Tracy. He's super selfish and ridiculous. And when he says things like, "All I wanted with a diet slice and pita chips, chips," which <laughs> drop makes me want to <laughs> punch him in the face, but he does have these really beautiful moments where he's really selfless and lovely. Totally. So get a tray. I love let's it. Let's talk about um, Liz Lemon about and the bubble. Let's talk about the bubble. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hiccup. Uh, popping the bubble there. So okay, because the episode starts with. Oh, Tracy's cutting out pictures of pregnancy magazines. There's that whole thing that happens. <laughs> um, but so tr- Liz is like, I'm going to duck uptown and have lunch with my boyfriend. Is that code for some kind of older gal medical procedure? No. <laughs> um, and I, she just like had the picture of Drew ready to go. And it's like a very, it's like an official, it's clearly like a still from one of the filmings. Yeah. Of him. Like it's this weird sh- like side shot. Like who does that? Who has like a well, s- I was photo of someone was that away? this? Okay. Was that the same picture? From when she first meets Drew and she's like, how'd you get that picture? Like, I, I told him I wanted to get, show it to my hairstylist. Yeah. Is it the same picture? It. That curious. must be it. And maybe maybe it was her screensaver on her phone. So that's why. That's so funny. I forget that line. I wanted to show it to my hairstylist. Yeah. Like, ugh. So gross. So then they're walking around town. And I wrote, like, oh, they're walking around town and everybody is stopping them. You should be a model. Calvin Klein stops them. Like, they've been dating now. This is now, what did I say this was? middle of march end of march almost they've been dating since at least valentine's day like is this the first time they've walked out in public together like why has she never noticed all of these people fawning over him um i just thought it was kind of weird but Mm -hmm. so then we get the uh her showing jack showing her a picture of him when he was 25 um isn't this the line where she says, may the doctor see you now? No, that's not. I don't know what that's from. For some reason, I keep having that line in my head when I think about this. No, I know that. Because she, she says something else. Like, ooh, the lady will have more. Yes. Like, the way she talks about him it's is like, so It's like, hubba, hubba. Funny. Like a, yeah. So this <laughs> made me Google Alec Baldwin at 25. I did, too. The AV Club article has a picture of him. I don't know that he's 25, but a young picture of him in it. Uh, but yeah, so Jack is explaining like, well, yeah, because when you're that pretty, like you live in the bubble and everybody will do things for you. Um, I love how willing he's able to make fun of the fact that he doesn't look like the way he was. Yeah. He was the most handsome man on earth for a while. So he's also the handsome. terrible. I forget that he's the yeah. terrible boyfriend in Working Girl and it makes me very happy. Oh, I've never seen that. Working Girl is wonderful. Is Everyone it? should watch Working Girl. Okay. I just <laughs> it's a Mike Nichols <laughs> film and it has Harrison Ford and it's great. Okay. It also has a ridiculous shot of a woman vacuuming in her underwear. And I'm like, no woman does that. What? But it's very funny to me. It's a great complicated lingerie too. And I was like, girl, really? <laughs> but it's trying to sell this like you can have it all thing. That's very funny to me. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so um he's but alec baldwin you can see him if you want to see alec baldwin at 25 watch working girl he's her sleazy staten island boyfriend uh gross so (laughs) funny um so liz and drew are going about they're going on a date and like she's ordering things that aren't actually on the menu and but she's suddenly like i love the way she covers his face Oh, Why yeah, yeah. Why did she yeah. call you sweetie? Well, so that's not yet. So that's so first she's going through and she's all these people. She's let's play tennis. Like, oh, I was a pro in college or whatever the heck he ends up saying. Like, oh, it's been a while. They're what are you so talking about? And someone's asking him for tennis lessons and all of this stuff. And he like, does look good in that tennis outfit. He does. And then you see them like 
they like come out of like having sex and she's like clearly disappointed <laughs> um and he looks so weird in that shot like i'm just like oh i don't know the whole thing is just so because all i kept thinking was like this isn't your first date like we know from was it the last episode or two episodes ago that she has had sex with him at least two other times we've learned this so why are you now disappointed maybe he, it's she's <laughs> coming down from the bubble like she's in it she's maybe finally stepped in she's past the honeymoon phase and now it's exactly the bubbles that okay mm-hmm. that i can get i know i look i get that too and also like the dopiness like there was no hints of it beforehand he is so sweet and reasonable yeah. and that's kind of a bummer it's a bummer when the, you feel like a show this is just a writing thing that's always bothering when you're given something and they take it away and there was no hint of it like i like when you can look back and be like oh they were building into this and now it's a perspective thing yeah and sometimes it's just easier when you're like deciding later what you want to do with the character to be like oh actually like the bubble makes sense i just wish there had been hints of it before totally agree i'd agree but it is very funny watching her discover this slowly and surely and there's that incredible scene where they're playing tennis and she's like i'm not gonna go easy on you and they play and he's terrible Uh uh-huh where he was just like this is dumb you're a bitch and like the way he (laughs) says that word and like the look on her face the lack of music i really love that they let that word it, it's not a funny moment. Mm. It's really painful. Yeah, he calls her a lying bitch. <laughs> like, ooh, it's just like really. Right. W- it's just like a really. W- I her and Amy Poehler are doing the same thing where they really work with that word a little bit. Yeah. Um. I mean, also fun fact. Apparently, season three, episode fifteen of Parks and Rec is called The Bubble. Oh, you read I your read that. I did. I did it like five Look minutes ago. <laughs> um, I'm like you're stealing we my things. While we were recording, <laughs> I read right. it. I had that written at the bottom of my notes from a week and a half ago. Well, for that's the record, um, I did love the when when you're going through all the things where you're seeing. I keep saying Floyd drew in this new light. Like he cooked and he like he's orange Gatorade as like the base of something, which that is kind of sort of an NBC brand joke because in the office when um when Aaron or uh Kimmy Sh- not Kimmy Sh- what's her real name Ellie Kemper yeah Ellie Kemper's character is I can't in remember anyone's name Saturdays my brain has stopped <laughs> working um she when she's like living with the old lady in the office she makes uh her something with blue Gatorade too. oh she makes some her tea but it's just she just boiled blue Gatorade oh gross <laughs> I was like, oh, NBC brand joke kind of sort of <laughs> and then okay this is using Gatorade so when she's eating dinner with with drew and she chokes and he's like you just got to shake it loose and he's like shaking her and wants to shove it down she chokes so much on okay the show. so she resorts back to what she had to do in episode two when she didn't have a boyfriend when she was struggling with i'm single oh, interesting. she resorts back to what she did when she didn't have a boyfriend it's a, uh, hey i really like that it's well first of all as a doctor you should know how to help somebody choking totally. but it's this really lovely thing of also like even being if you're not a doctor you should know how to help somebody when there's just it's saying. also true <laughs> i probably couldn't do the highland maneuver i think i i don't know that's another thing all that to say is i you're right that's a lovely point of saying um it's not about being single it's about being in the right relationship yes because um, being in the wrong relationship can be just as lonely and difficult, which is what she's experiencing. Totally. Um, yeah. So I. So yeah. So then she like has this moment, and she's. Uh, she talks to Drew like your life isn't real sort of and he's like what I want to be real. So then they go back through doing all the same stuff and it's it's heartbreaking for drew that yeah that he's getting beat at tennis if he gets called a liar he wants to order something off the menu and instead liz orders it he's like why didn't she call you sweetheart and um do we ever see them kiss i don't i'm asking this because i was watching watching she likes making out with him in the cab though so apparently he's good at that oh apparently um but this is the thing this is why i'm saying this while we're talking about that, I'm thinking about a future boyfriend who I won't say who it is, but it's mm-hmm. a pretty famous actor. And we were laughing as we were watching it at work because 
they have no chemistry. But I actually think her and Drew have chemistry. Like mm-hmm. Tina Fey and John Hamm have pretty solid Legit chemistry. chemistry totally. And it's fun to watch them. Like I kind of am like, I weirdly get this relationship, even though with the bubble it doesn't work. But before mm-hmm. that, I was like into this that it made sense. And it, it was really funny to think that she actually has a lot of solid chemistry with John Hamm when she didn't with this other famous actor who will be coming soon. So uh, sorry to interrupt you. I was just no, thinking about that. But I, I remember thinking the same. Th- I was trying to figure out like, oh, have they just never? But she even in this episode, because when Jack was like, well, did you tell him that he was bad at this? And she's like, no, because I want to make out with him in the cab. Like, so clearly he's okay at some things. Yeah, he's, got, um, he's got his moments. We all love Oh, man. But so it just ends with, yeah, they're angry and, oh, but, oh, he shows up, th- he shows up on the motorcycle or whatever. I love the, the last end, thing right? of it's him in that leather jacket. Mm-hmm. That Sir, wind, you are hair. pulling that look off. <laughs> I know. Uh, isn't it Ralph Lauren who says something to her? Calvin, Calvin Klein? Klein? Calvin Klein, yeah. There we go. I was like, which one is the one that Rachel didn't work yeah, for? Yeah, right. <laughs> on Friends. Uh, and then it's like, I didn't like it outside the bubble. It was very ironic. No, it wasn't. I want to be able to say these, like. Oh gosh! And then him, he, uh, he is John Hamm is so good because he looks so cool. And then him riding off terribly, yes, like, terribly um, yes. into the sunset on that motorcycle. But I just love that they're like, put a leather jacket on him, right, make this really sting. You could have put <laughs> a leather jacket on him, or just taken off his shirt, and he would have looked just good. Him just standing fair. on New York Street like as the shirtless cowboy style, <laughs> just like, I mean, I'm fine with it. I love John Hamm. Oh, he's so good on this. But it's sad to see him break up. But good for Liz, right? right. Liz knows she wants something more, uh, right, and she deserves something. She more. deserves something more. Um, there's one more like NBC brand joke on this too. All the joke about them um, knowing how to speak French, both Jack and, and Drew, and then Phoebe. is like Joey. Yeah, yeah. Where Phoebe really knows how to speak French, yeah. but Joey goes blah, blah. Like I was like, oh, NBC Bonjour Fall. Yes, I know. <laughs> when Jack speaks French, it's very funny. Oh, I love it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Oh, the only other thing about this is I think we do have a Frank hat. Um, I saw it earlier. I just failed Drapes. you so hard this week. No, it's okay. Then again, I definitely was able to explain Star Wars, so I brought you something were, to the you table. You did. You had your moment. It I says drapes. That. Drapes. What yep. does that mean? Maybe he's really into home decor now. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, do you have any favorite lines from this episode? I know you don't have your notes, but do you have any favorite um, lines? I think I just love fat neck girl. Let me count your neck, neck rings. I just, there's something about everything Tracy sings I find very funny. <laughs> Fair enough. I would listen to his musical comedy album. Uh, oh, totally. Um, Tracy Jordan, we Jeff have an Richmond, idea for you. Let's do this. <laughs> Je- Jeff Richmond, Tracy Jordan, <laughs> together at last. Uh, what we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I love the Mary Magdalene Judas joke. I thought that was just so funny. You look just how I picture Mary Magdalene. Um, I think <laughs> that was such a great line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I th- and then the Heath t- Heathcliff Huxtable line about the mm-hmm. the light kids was really funny. Oh, but the the full line of what Tracy Jordan's son says, like, "Thanks to you, I now have an unemployed father." You trying to make a stereotype out of me? Did you even vote for Obama? Which no, Jack wouldn't have. <laughs> but um, yeah. I love it. I love this episode. I think it's a good one. If they made this episode now, do you think Tracy would have voted? I think Tracy, they usually do a lot of Kanye Tracy stuff similar. Um, I think that was actually where they ended up pulling a lot of the later uh, Tracy stuff. I wonder how they would have had Tracy respond to Trump. I know we keep talking about like NBC's bringing all this stuff back. I have a lot of feelings about that. I actually really would love more 30 Rock purely because I, I, we talked about in the season one, there's that article about how healing 30 Rock is and Mm -hmm. I really very strongly feel that way and i think i would love to see how, how 30 rock deals with right now yeah well that's i've been re-watching the west wing 
Oh, that almost hurts more because I'm like, <laughs> why aren't we like this? Why is Where world? is Bartlett when we need him? Oh, it's just like it's just a reminder of what it could be, you know. Yeah. But it's not. But it's fine. Whatever. Moving on. Um, it's fine. But that's this episode. We talked about the bubble. Woo! Not. <laughs> it's not like you said the Bible. I'm like, well, I guess you kind of. We talked about that bit. of it too, so it's fine. Yeah, I think that does it for the bubble. Kimberly Lucas, where can people find you? Um, you can find me at, at Kimchi Lucas everywhere. Um, also, please come to Nerd Melt September 12th, Tuesday, September 12th at 9 p.m. The show I'm producing is going to be there. It's going to be great. Um, Zach Sherwin is hosting it. We've got a lot of other fun things, people lined up, working out right now. Come to that show. It's going to be great. Um, say hi. I don't know. Come, please. <laughs> I want to just start crying and begging now. Just come. It's going to be super fun. That is the way to get people. To I also, I produce another podcast on the side every now and then when their main producer can't be there. It's called Group Text with Aaron and Melissa. Check it out. But I, they actually have a new podcast called Oh Dear God. That's really dope too. Actually, really check it out. But all that to say is they do this really great thing where basically they are promising to pay people on Venmo for giving their show reviews. So I will give you a dollar if you review us. Just uh at me on leave a review and then send us an email send us an yeah. uh, email or tweet at me I'll, I'll pay you a buck yeah because we can't always tell who you are i'm not against bribery and pandering it's not bribery it's paying i like it That's um, true. I, I just i actually just find it very funny that she does oh, that we also might i don't we'll see where we have some stickers that we're using for comic-con if we have oh any yeah left we can send overs, you a sticker we can send you a sticker assuming yeah. you don't live overseas because that's gonna be more expensive but let's do that i'm gonna take the dollar thing back okay. and i'm gonna say write a review and then email or tweet at us and we'll send you a sticker yeah I do like it that. they're really cool stickers they're really cute and we run out we'll buy more yeah yeah that's it cool you um oh me uh you can find me places at redheaded blonde um you can find our podcast places at talk 30 rock to me or talk sorry you've been using the handle since we were 12 and i, I just, know I just well did it. i my very first handle that i did for redheaded blonde was on aim i remember your aim but i spelled it wrong and it was r-e-a-d headed blonde I which that. i thought was funny too because i like to read um and then i changed it when i, got I actually totally degree. remember that yeah it was great so yeah redheaded blonde i'm all about consistency if nothing else mm -hmm. so redheaded blonde you can find our podcast talk 30 rock to me talk 30 rock to me at gmail.com twitter instagram facebook all that good stuff leave us reviews yeah i like that if you leave us a review and then you and you ask us yeah. for one, we'll send you a sticker we'll totally send you a sticker if you have previously left us a review and you're like i want to wear lipstick i'm kidding don't we're, we're not gonna we'll have that. like cheese covered lips and <laughs> <laughs> so gross <laughs> um, but yeah if you weird. let us know because we can't find who, who you are by your posting there but post it tell us who you are and then we'll happily send you stuff um i think that does it for this week's episode we did it Woo! all right bye guys bye this has been a boardwalk audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now